our inner beauty trumps the outer beauty in God's world and in God's kingdom all day long. Absolutely. Tender and beautiful and feminine is God's design for us. Um, and that's okay. It is. That's and it's good. A, like I said, in Genesis, he said, he said it. And it is good. It's a good design. God's design for women is good. Mm-hmm. It is to be embraced. It's intentional. It's purposeful. It's it's lovely. It's pure. It's honest. It's mm-hmm. all those things of Philippians 4, Absolutely. 8, right? If he tells us to think on it, then that's where our value comes from. Mm-hmm. My value comes from the things my God tells me is good. That's good. My that's- identity comes from the things that God says is good. From Living Word Church, you're listening to the Living the Word podcast, encouraging you to walk steadfastly in your Christian faith. Welcome to another excellent episode of the Living the Word podcast, a podcast of Living Word Church, where we seek to love the Lord with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, and with all of our inner pontificator. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Thank you very much. I've been called a pontificator, so that might be one of my favorite ones so far, inner pontificator. That's so good. Where are you getting these from? uh, People are submitting them, come up with them. You really are getting people? Yeah, yeah. I ask people, people that are witty and... And cracked. So, Pastor Ben, we have a great episode for today. Uh, but to launch off, I'd like to ask you um, a question. You have uh, four kids, two of them are girls. What are some of the unique challenges in raising your little girls to become women? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, kind of speaks to the subject that we're going to talk about here in this podcast. There are a lot of challenges. Uh, in raising girls today. The subject is not about raising girls, but we're kind of going to talk about womanhood, biblical womanhood. But I would say, you know, I have, a, I have an eight-year-old and a 15-year-old girl. Eliana's 15, Reagan is eight. And I would describe our culture today as concerning women as kind of the what what is a woman culture. It's interesting now we have trouble defining what a woman is. Uh, did, did you guys ever think, did you ever think we'd be there? No, we're in lunacy world now. What is a woman? Uh, so anyway, we're, we're beyond uh, r- reality now. But so I think that's one of the, the big challenges is that the biblical view of, of womanhood is challenged you know, on all fronts, whether it's the, bi- the biology side, we can't even define from a biological standpoint what a woman is, but just the issue of being feminine, is that good or is that bad? Um, you know, just raising girls to know that their value and worth does not come from what culture says. So I think that's one of the big, the big challenges. So on that subject, we are, we are so blessed today to have a special guest on the podcast. Uh, we're excited to be able to talk to her about biblical womanhood. Uh, and we do know, as I said, the culture may be confused about what a woman is, but we know that our guest today uh, can speak from a biblical perspective about the beauty of God's design for women. So, Don, won't you intro? Well, we have today. today in the studio with us, we have the Jenny McCharge. Hello. <laughs> Jenny, uh, in small time performances, is also known as Rockin' Rhonda. <laughs> She yes. was a teacher for 25 years uh, with an emphasis on English. She was also a teacher of teachers and an assistant principal. And I found out the neat fact that you were actually Estelle's mentor teacher. I was. Estelle Bufkin. That's pretty, yes. that's pretty cool. That's but, how our friendship and relationship started was at H.O. Bourgeois. Wow. And she was Estelle what back then? What was her maiden name? Foray. 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 No, what, what, well, what, no, no. She was married. 
She, she, oh, she was, she was, oh, she, she was off. My timeline is, yeah, is confused. She was <laughs> well, back she, in she was mine. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Back in 2020, uh, Jenny came on board as the leader of the LWC Women's Ministry, and uh, several great things to know about her. She loves dancing. She absolutely loves God's word. And as a mom, she is rated by her own son as a very good mom. So, I Jacob, am. if you're listening, so glad to have your mom here with us. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Um, the good news is I did not come in and knock down the microphone. I did not come in and like knock anybody off of a stool. So I think I'm off to a good start. I am seated. I am composed and I am ready. I am ready to talk about all things biblical womanhood. Well, awesome. We are glad to have you, Jenny. And we know that you're going to do a great job of sharing your heart and sharing what God's word says. So let's start with this question. So we, when you think about the challenges of living in our society today, just generally speaking, but specifically uh, for women, what would you see as one of the biggest challenges that women face living in our culture today? Okay, so thinking of that question, and when you actually dropped the information that I was going to get to do this, I was excited and I was nervous all at the same time. And I wanted all the, the right answers from all the good women that I knew who were biblical. So the first person I reached out to was my sweet friend, Abby. And I did reach out to my sister-in-law, so I'll, I'll give her a shout out in a little bit too. But um, I asked Abby, you know, we talked on the phone for a little bit and I said, hey, I said, I get to talk about biblical womanhood. What would you say is a biblical woman? So we had a small conversation and I said, look, I don't want to influence you. You go, you think about it, pray about it, then just put together an answer and send it to me. And she did. So she sent me um, several details. But what was what stood out in her response is that what's most important is the inner beauty. The world will want us to focus on what we look like on the outside. So it's that outward appearance versus the inner appearance. And so I love the way Abby described that as one unique but very, very, very important detail that our inner beauty trumps the outer beauty mm. in God's world and in God's kingdom all day long. Absolutely. And I stand with that. I stand with that definition or description that um, that she shared with me. Um, in thinking of inner beauty versus outer beauty, there, there is this expectation from the world that women will look a certain way, mm-hmm. women will dress a certain way, which then leads to women may act a certain way, perform a certain way. Um, and then it almost kind of becomes like women or maybe an object, mm-hmm. something to be pursued, something to chase, something to get, something to use. Um, and I think objectification of women that's that's that I guess that's what I'm thinking of or or women being seen as an object um that's a challenge mm-hmm. that would be um that's what I think women are probably up against today absolutely I mean I think about you know when you think about the objectification of women I think what feeds that is social media uh, Instagram TikTok um uh, all the streaming platforms, whether it's Netflix or Hulu or wherever, there's just the different shows that you see almost everywhere you turn, everywhere everyone turns. But in particular, if you're thinking about women, everywhere they turn, they're going to see other women that are presenting themselves in ways that feed into that objectification, right? 
there's a lot of pressure. That's, that's the word I keep thinking of is there's a lot of pressure from the world around us. Like you said, whether it's movies, whether it's um, a, a TikTok video, if it's, you know, social media, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, or even just from, from peers, people that you're just, even in your daily conversation and daily dealings, there's a lot of pressure um, to look a certain way, to be a certain way. And I think um, that can, that pressure affects the mind. It affects it affects the being of a woman. It affects her emotions. It's going to affect her decisions. It's going to affect her response to situations and things around her. Um, it's going to affect how she sees herself. She doesn't want to see herself in a certain way, but there is tremendous pressure. Um, and I guess something else I, I'm thinking of as I'm as we're talking about the pressure to look a certain way, um, culture and how the world would want us to look. There, there's pressure to reveal yourself. Um, there is pressure to expose yourself. And when we talk about yourself, I know we're, we're talking, I'm talking specifically of exposing the body, you know, the, the female body, the woman, the womanly body. Um, and it targets, it targets, um, a young woman's purity. It's going to target, um, it will lead her, it will lead her down a path of impurity. And I think that's all, that's how, that's the effect or that's the, that's the effect of what that pressure. So, so I, I'm thinking of a question because I think sometimes there can be this idea that's out there where the world will say, well, you know, you're just saying that all the woman is, is her sexuality, is her physical beauty. But don't you think that God, don't you think that there's a good side to a woman, um, that God placed in a woman a desire to appear beautiful to um to worry or be concerned about her her outward appearance yeah i mean we do want women do want to be beautiful because we are beautiful yes. I, yes. okay so now i'm thinking of again like i said i reached out to my my sweet sister-in-law trish and when i asked her mm-hmm. hey be thinking of i get to talk about biblical womanhood so her response was a little bit different you know she specifically said um, and of course, she was relying on on her knowledge of scripture, but she talked about being fearfully and wonderfully made, but beautifully and uniquely different for God's glory. Mm-hmm. And so beautifully, so like, because we are beautiful, yes. you know, God created things and he said it was good. So when he created woman, he said, and it was good. She mm-hmm. is good. She is beautiful because she was made by God. Yeah. So yeah, there is definitely, and I, I too, I want to be beautiful. Yes. <laughs> you know, I want to dress in a way that is- And that's is, not a bad thing. It's not mm-hmm. a bad thing at all. But what the, what the girls and women are up against today is the world's definition of what beauty is. And it's a right? very different, mm. um, challenging, hard definition and, and, and expectation. Right. So uh, it's, okay. air, it's airbrushed. It's definitely airbrushed and photoshopped. And mm-hmm. Yes. I, I think one of the dangers of objectifying someone is that it strips her of her dignity. The person objectifying is giving no honor. And it also takes away her having a voice because now she's just an object, mm-hmm. you know, and this is what, this is what we're telling girls they should be Yeah, is to put themselves in that vulnerable place with yes. no honor, with no dignity, yes. with no voice. And that's a very dangerous place to be in because when you, you know, I keep thinking of the danger of lust and I know scripture talks a lot and warns us about mm-hmm. the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, but that's, that's ultimately what that is. You know, the woman is, she's, she's put in a place where she, 
you know, feels vulnerable. She's she's bombarded by these images and mes- messages where she it, it weakens her. It does. She she begins to compromise, and then before you know it, like again, it can lead down a very dangerous path. You know, walking according to or living or dressing according to this world's definition of beauty. So yeah. that's the difference between what you're talking about, Pastor Ben, yeah. of recognizing a woman's unique beauty yeah. and the difference of objectifying her. Yeah, a woman's unique beauty. God designed a woman to care about that, I think. And that's not a bad thing, you know. But then I also think that you have the world's definition. They they are defining what beauty looks like. And so women are up against that. Um, so I guess a question that I think of too next is, and we've touched on it a little bit, but what kind of impact does that have on a woman? And, and in particular, let's talk, talk about young girls too. Um, what kind of impact does that have on women and young girls that are, are constantly exposed to this false definition of beauty? Whether it's the airbrushed image of beauty, it's the standard they can't keep up with. Um, they're trying to constantly compare themselves. What, what kind of impact does that have? Well, you become anxious in your thoughts. Mm-hmm. She becomes anxious. Um, she may even, I'm thinking she's got to experience some depression because like you just said, oh, well, I can't live up to that image. Oh, I'm not as pretty as so-and-so. So then it becomes comparison, which that's a huge struggle um, just for women in general. Um, oh, I don't look as good as her or I you know, I can't measure up to what this movie or this image or this picture shows. Um, and, it's, and it's even... And I think I said it a little while ago, it's, it's this pressure of uh, performance, like thinking, you know, oh, well, if I don't do this, he won't call me or, mm-hmm. oh, if I don't do that, I won't be included. Mm-hmm. So it does. It affects, you know, your your sense of belonging, your sense of acceptance. It affects everything. How you problem solve. It is. It's 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 good. It's going to affect mentally, emotionally and even spiritually. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I, I think about, um, I don't know the stats off the top of my head and all the details. Probably should have researched that before the podcast, but I've heard many times that Instagram in particular, um, is harmful. Like secular, so secular sociologists say that Instagram is super harmful for teenage girls just because of the, the airbrushed images that are on there and the constant bombardment that they have with looking at women that are parading themselves about yes. and, getting their own value and worth from what they don't wear on their body and showing the world that yes. um, it's just such a great impact and expectation placed on our young girls. That's a great word. It is. It does become an expectation and you don't realize you take that on and you internalize that and you think, oh, well, that's how I'm supposed to act. Oh, well, that's how that's how women look. That's how women respond. That's how women, you know, function. And it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's a big Fat lie. Absolutely. So yesterday we uh, we were at Lincoln's T-ball practice. He's in T-ball now, and uh, my little Reagan was there with with me. She's eight years old, and it was the first time I saw her react to another boy saying something to her about her physical looks. So we get into the car and she tells me that a man with no shirt on told her that she was cute. So, so my, like my, my senses are peaked at like, where's this man? What are you talking about? So I, I questioned her a little bit more cause I never saw a shirtless man at, at Broadmoor park. And so she said, no, it, it was a boy. And I said, well, how old was this boy? And she, so he's nine years old. And she said, uh, so, well, what did he tell her? And she said, what did he tell you? And she said, well, he told me that I was cute. And I said, well, okay, wow, what did you say? And she said, she said, well, I, t- I told him thank you. And 
And then uh, so I questioned her about it, but I could tell she's smiling. She liked it. And then she told me right after, she said, I'll beat him up if I have to. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, good, 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 Reagan. I said, I said, well, just come and talk to me before you do something. <laughs> but like, you know, just even as an eight year old, yes. I, I think we women, we, 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 God put in us a desire to be affirmed and loved by men. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, but the culture has completely made it this idolatrous thing. Uh, and women are willing to do anything and everything they can to get that to get that attention at the expense of their own self-worth. Yeah. And that, I think that's the tragedy. Mm. And I, I, that, that's the word that's coming to mind is that is the tragedy because we do want to be loved. Mm. We do want to be seen. We want to be told that we're beautiful. Mm. We want to be told that we're desired. We want to be desired by our husband. Mm. You know, we want to be desired by, you know, the, a healthy desire of, of the people in our lives. So, um, but yeah, um, I love that Reagan it does. It puts a smile on your face. But like you said, too, it's being aware of, you know, how the world will tell us, you know, the world's definition of being desired and, and, and being wanted. Um, that I think that's the tragedy is it becomes more of the um, something to be gained or pursued or um, a woman is more of something to be gained or gotten. And then you alluded to a little bit to, you know, possibly, you know, the unhealthy desire of control or um manipulation or whatever clearly not absolutely the biblical design or um plan for desire when it comes to a woman wanting to be desired or, or noticed that's good absolutely so jenny what does uh, god's word say about where a woman should get her identity and her value so I'm going. So this is where, uh, like I said, I reached out to my sweet um, sister-in-law and her her response um, was just a, an absolute beautiful answer. She said um, she said she attributes her existence and creation to God, acknowledging that she was fearfully and wonderfully made in her mother's womb, knit together by the creator, mm-hmm. made uniquely feminine for God's great purpose of carrying and sustaining life. That's a big it's a great definition. It's a great definition. <laughs> it's a big definition, but that is her value. That is her identity. That is her worth. That the God of the universe saw fit to make her feminine mm. and tender and beautiful. Tender and beautiful and feminine is God's design for us. Mm. Um, and that's okay. It is. That's and it's good. A good. Like I said, in Genesis, he said, he said it, and it is good. It's a good design. Femininity is a good design. It is a quality that women should be embracing. Mm-hmm. And I know many of them are, but God's design for women is good. Mm-hmm. It is to be embraced. It's intentional. It's purposeful. It's, it's lovely. It's pure. It's honest. It's all those things of Philippians 4, Absolutely. 8, right? Like <laughs> that's, that's what God tells us to think on. That's where our value is. If he tells us to think on it, then that's where our value comes from. Mm-hmm. My value comes from the things my God tells me is good. That's good. My that's- identity comes from the things that God says is good. I mean, in Genesis, right? That's our foundation. I think, I mean, if you think about life and you think about our culture, the struggles that we have, the challenges within our culture, if we would go back to Genesis and God's good design, we'd solve a lot of problems, wouldn't we? Yes, we would. <laughs> right? So I, I, I just think that on this subject of biblical womanhood in particular, I mean, God's design was good. He made male 
made female. We know what a woman is. We yep. know what a man is. And uh, our biology is designed good by God. And obviously, you know, you've heard the phrase toxic masculinity. And then, you know, this idea of being feminine is, you know, it's not good. So there's this push for women to, to be less feminine and more masculine. It is an interesting trend. A little side note here. Um, you see a lot of the action movies nowadays. The heroine used to always be, you know, a male. But now more and more of the TV shows, action movies, they're females. And, and I don't think there's anything necessarily inherently wrong with a woman being a hero in a movie. Uh, but it is, I don't think it's, it's not, it's a not so subtle push within our culture to communicate to women that being feminine is not good. So this, okay, agree with you 100%. So as you were describing that, I keep seeing, I keep seeing this phrase and I keep seeing, you know, woman is a great compliment mm -hmm. to a man. A woman compliments. We are a great counterpart. We are a great, we accentuate. You know, we are not, you know, like you said, we are not to take over. Uh, you know, men were created unique for, for their, for that, for God's design and God's purpose, God's glory. So we're women. So women are beautiful in their role next to men, mm -hmm. that we are different, that we are set apart. You know, so even like you said, uh, the, the, the hero of a, of a movie be, you know, being uh, a woman, it's the same thing in any other field. Like, you know, men can do great things. Mm -hmm. Well, so can women when we have our own unique good things that we are called to do, that we are equipped for mm -hmm. because those are, God did not equip the man to maybe do those things. Mm -hmm. It's very unique, very unique designs, but both beautiful. And both specific, yeah. both intentional. But I think the woman just makes everything prettier what, and better. What do you, what do you, what do you think I about agree. What do you think about this? So I think the reaction of our culture against the, the the biblical model is the fact that men have been abusive, men have been domineering, men have sought to abuse and control women in an ungodly, unhealthy way. The objectification of women, just all these things we're talking about, and I think that's why there's this reaction. Um, do you see that as well? Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's a sad reality. Mm -hmm. That's a, that 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 should make us weep. That should that should definitely make us weep. Um, there are women we know who are in that thinking there is no other way or like, you know, you don't have to, to submit to these things, um, but she doesn't have to. So, Jenny, I guess here's a good way to, to kind of wrap up our thoughts. Um, what would you say to the woman or to the young woman who is basing her identity or her value uh, on the things that they see in the culture, whether it's the sexualization of the woman, the, the, the objectification, they're looking at that and they're basing their value. What, what would you say? I would say it's okay to say no. Yeah. Say no to it. Say, no, I'm not going to dress like that. And no, I don't need to dress like that. No, I will not be in this type of a relationship. It's okay, it's okay to change your mind. Mm -hmm. There is power in no. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I have to wonder if, if, if not, not the fault of anybody or anything, but you know, we feel the need to say yes to things. Oh, yeah, well, that's okay. Yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then it becomes like a small open door. So I would want all women and young girls to know it's okay to say no. It's okay to be different. Mm -hmm. It's okay to dress in a modest way. Yeah. You can say no to the images you're seeing on TV. You do not have to embrace and take those on for yourself. For the grown woman who is, you know, 
32, 40 years old and you're just thinking, well, no, this, you know, I'm going to go down this path because it feels good or it looks good and, you know, everybody else is doing it. No. The answer is no. You don't have to do it. And I would caution you, don't do it. Mm. Just say no. You know, I'm thinking of, I think just say no was the, um, the phrase for the drug awareness program, like in elementary school. Mm -hmm. But what a powerful statement to equip our, 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 our women and our young girls. It's okay to say no. You don't have to participate in that activity. You don't have to go to that particular place. You don't have to watch that movie and you don't have to read that book just because everybody else is doing it because it will not. It may, Mm. it will lead your mind and your, your, your spirit astray it will that's good stuff Whew, this has been great Absolutely. i had to bring a close to this but the good news is is we're going to have jenny right back with us to keep talking about a more practical side of of what a biblical woman looks like and uh so jenny thank you for being with uh, us what great what great words of encouragement thank you this is fun <laughs> boy y'all stay tuned for the next I episode I, I hope i said all the right things you did Absolutely. Okay, good. great job <laughs> well thank you for living word and thank you for all those li- listening to living the word podcast Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you would like to submit a potential question, a topic, or an idea for a future episode, or learn more about the Living the Word podcast, you can visit us at livingwordhoma.com. We would like to say thanks to all of you who subscribed, shared episodes, and left reviews. Living the Word podcast is a production of Living Word Church in Homa, Louisiana, under the leadership of Pastor Ben Bufkin. Our prayer is that you will remain faithful to living the Word.